Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. An Irish priest based in Luxembourg came up with a genius way to keep mass going while his own church was closed for renovation. His name is Father Michael Cusack. He's a Galway man, if uh, if I believe what I've been told. How are you, Father Cusack? Good morning, how are you? I'm good, it's Dermot here. Are you a Galwegian? Dermot. Well, that's that's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit of a stretch. I'm actually from Monaghan, but my family live in Galway. Oh, okay, right. So um, you can well, you can claim both counties really I if you want. Both, yeah, I can claim Monaghan after the weekend and the match. So we'll 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 claim all that's going. And uh, tell us when your own church was closed for renovations. Um, you put a call into. I guess it's a slightly unusual venue for uh, to, to hold a mass. Tell us about it. Well, yeah, our, our church was closing in, um, back in January and it's going to be closed for the next six years, I think, because it's under under um, the work of the government here in Luxembourg. So the archaeologists are in there checking if there aren't city walls under it. And um, I had no place to go and I have a big congregation that's over, over a thousand uh, members of, of the English-speaking community here. I couldn't find any other church that would take us. They all seemed a little afraid of us. So uh, then somebody <laughs> said to me, how about how about the Irish Bar in Hobart? And that's owned by uh, Vinnie Clark and Adrian Dunn. Uh, I'd never been there before. I've been at the other... I live in the centre of the city, so I go to the, the central bars rather than the ones on the edges. And um, when I give a call in to, to Adrian, they were on holidays, and without hesitation, she said, you'd be more than welcome. So, yeah, we went there. Uh, we it's a, it's a fine space. They're actually closed on Sundays. Um, so... They had no hesitation in saying you're more than welcome to come. But then uh, after after we'd had a, a week or two in it, uh, we decided that maybe they should open the bar after the Mass. And, and uh, the families who were there who wanted to get to do food there, and they, they have a very, it's a very nice venue. So, um, yeah, we had a very good sort of community effort. We have a great, a great music group in the church, uh, very good singers and guitarists and fiddle players, and uh, they, they, they have a full band set up there. So... Um, Vinny's good on the Bowron. I like a bit of country and western, and together we started making music. I was looking at the picture. It looks fantastic. You're there, stood um, under the Hop House 13 Lager sign, um, yeah. which makes a change. And you got the full drum kit and the band set up behind you uh, in the exactly. Air, Air Lux pub there. Um, and did any of you? Did you have any reservations when you were thinking, "I need a venue"? But is a pub the right place to do it? You know, to be honest, no. I, I, I was listening to that song. I thought it was the opening hymn that you'd on there now, whoever, whatever, wherever. <laughs> I was looking for wherever, whoever. Just get me a place because it was better than outside. And uh, nobody, it, it was a, it's a strange sort of, of church here. But no, I, I didn't have any reservation because they were so welcoming. And neither Adrian or Vinnie did, did admit themselves they wouldn't be they wouldn't be church hungry. But they're two very good people and. Uh, they, they warmly welcomed us in, and I suppose that there's always going to be somebody who has a little bit of a, a maybe a, a, a whingy complaint. But for me, I just thought these these are the doors that were open to us. Uh, I'm I'm glad of the welcome. It was very different, and it's opened up a, a, another world for us in terms of thinking as well. And I think maybe when church does that, it's not about. I, I was reading some of the comments yesterday. You know, people on who are sitting at home in their armchairs with nothing else to do but, but put in nasty comments on the phone, you know. Uh, you know, did you turn Guinness and Tato into whatever? Um, I, I'm unable to handle all those things. But this was really this was really a lovely experience. And uh, 
uh, for me, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much, and you know, I have a great friendship now with with Adrian and uh, with Vinny and with, with their 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 son and mm. daughter. So, yeah. And how did how did you end up, Father Michael, in Luxembourg in the first place? Oh my God, that's a, yeah, that's a complicated one. Uh, here, the, the, it's the, inst- the European institutions are all based here in Luxembourg, so it's a very small country, um, and it has had a mission out here to the European community for the last uh, 50 years, really. And um, I first came to Luxembourg 40 years ago, just as a student. I was in, uh, in UCG at the time, and I did a summer stint here, uh, working in a hotel, actually living in the house I'm living in now, in, in the monastery. And uh, um, I, was th- I was at the end of 20 years of work living in Dundalk in Ireland, and uh, uh, loved it there, and was trying to look at a, a new mission uh, it was between Erbil in Iraq or going to Luxembourg. And because I'd been in Luxembourg before, I, I came out here, I had one look at it. I live in a French community um, where there's six of us from different parts of the world living here. And uh, it's just been a fantastic new uh, <laughs> new departure for me. I love it here. It's really good. And such a wonderful community of young Irish here um, who are like in the parliament, in the courts, and, and as translators. Um, they're just mm. lovely. I'm very proud of the Irish here, you know. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm the Irish priest, but for the English-speaking community. So we yeah. have 70 nationalities. And do you find that Irish people, in particular, that maybe when they go abroad, they might have a, a more of an appreciation for their faith and the ritual of going to mass, maybe than they would if they were at home? Because I guess it's uh, there's elements of of home to the very practice of it itself. Absolutely, yeah, and I think you know people open up. It's a different, it's a different world to live in here. You know, you don't go with the baggage of the Irish Church, which has been very heavy and very painful and very disturbing over the last uh, decades, really. And here, I find you know people are given us a chance. I, I, I never force anybody. I say, look at the door. The doors are open here. You're always welcome. And they come along. They seem to enjoy it. And this, like the security of, I think, just connecting again because. Like even this week now, one of the one of the um, teachers here. I was teaching in the European school here last year, and uh, one of the guys at a teacher. Like they all have my number, so they'll send you in a little prayer request, whether they're churchy or not. You know, his his father's ill at the moment, and you know to keep the dad in the prayers. And we did that yesterday at mass. And we we we're, we're a different type of community. I have a, a number of refugees here from from Syria. They're not even of the Catholic faith. You know, they'd be probably Muslim more than anything and mm. they're part of, they're part of our, our choir uh, they're part they're musicians with us uh, it, it, Luxembourg is a great country that, for not seeing division yeah <laughs> uh, it's a melting pot of, of, of welcome really yeah and I do take a, a bit of um, a bit of solace I suppose in the fact that uh, similar governments move at a slower pace to ours <laughs> in that uh, it's going to take you six years to get your church renovated I mean that that's a long time. Oh, it's, it's terrible, yeah. When I was in Dundalk, I, was, I oversaw the renovation of the monastery there back oh, it's back about six years ago now. But, it, I mean, that only took 18 months, and it was a much bigger job than here. But it's, it's the state here sort of looks after a lot of the churches. So it's, it's a different setup to Ireland. And you have to then follow state rules and state um, pace. I mm. suppose. So where and, are you doing and, the masses now, Father Michael? If you're not, if you moved out of the pub, have you? <laughs> we have sort of, yeah. But if we go over and back, I mean, the pub's still a great place. We've had a few nice gatherings there since, and it actually has become a very good venue for us to know that we can use for for different uh, parish events. So we had our St Patrick's Day 
um, get-together after the Mass there and uh, there was a great band from the north, Al Chagor, and some good dancers and yeah, we had a fine time good, to do good burgers and apparently good pints. Now, I'm not a pint drinker myself but uh, <laughs> I'd take a drink. But I, I here at the moment we're in three churches so I'm in the, in the Pius X in Belief which is one of the bigger churches in Luxembourg and then in the oldest church in Luxembourg which is San Michel, it's just here in the centre of the town, and then we have a small little chapel here in the in the garden, and that does Saturday evening. So, yeah, and then we spend a lot of time in in other venues. You know, yeah. Well, look, sounds like you got everything under control. Um, you know, you're a resourceful man, that's for sure, by the sounds of it. Father Michael Cusack in Luxembourg. Thanks so much for chatting to us. Thanks a million. Thanks to all your listeners. Have a great day. See you too. Bye bye. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from nine a.m. Today FM.